Good uh, morning, everyone. Please turn to Mark chapter 5 in your Bibles. And if you can stand, please stand. We'll start reading in verse number 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea in the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with the stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran, ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice, and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God, that, that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much, that he will not send them, send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding, and all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea, there were about two thousand, and there were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled, and told it, told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus, and see him that was possessed with the devil, and he had, and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil, and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of the coast, out of their coast. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus hath done for him. And all men did marvel. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful and exciting passage, Lord. Uh, please uh, be with Pastor Creed as he preaches to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground. Darkness veils his lovely face. I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand. On 
sound. Oh, may I then in Him be found, dressed in His righteousness alone. portion of scripture Jesus has just calmed the sea in chapter 4 and uh, he he and his the fear they were fearful and wondered what manner of man he was when he calmed the sea and uh, they were about to see another storm of sorts that would be calmed by him and as we look in this portion of scripture we're, we're thinking about people who are hurting and we're thinking about today people who are hurt by Satan. Wow. People who are tormented by Satan. And it's for real. It's, it's a for real condition. The la they landed in the countryside of the Gadarenes, Gadara, which is on the southeast part of the Sea of Galilee, right up against the, the sea there. Gadarenes is the area, and Decapolis, where we'll talk about in, in later in the scripture, is 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 uh, more southwestern there, or, or southeastern. The landscape was was not very welcoming. It was a uh, it was cliffs and rocks and a place where the tombs were filled with bones and with vermin and with disease. Definitely not a cruise ship stop. Their welcoming committee was a very unusual man. And as we think about this man, before we get into it, the fa word fascination is a word that describes a lot of Christians and their relationship to the occult. Uh, we've heard that uh, you cannot be possessed as a Christian, you can be oppressed. Right. And uh, we must all guard against getting a, the temptation to be fascinated with the occult. Yes. I was uh, a former pastor of the church years ago where Brother Monty pastors, uh, pastored in Elkton, Maryland, where I was after I graduated some years after that. He had some guy in there that was, his hobby horse was the occult. And next, next thing you know, they were arming themselves. They were doing all kinds of craziness. And uh, it's important that we don't get focused on Satan and not keeping our eyes on Jesus. We need to understand what the Bible says. We need to understand how to deal with him and uh, what the Bible says about that. But we cannot be get fascinated with that, you know, watching things like poltergeist and listening exactly. to people about people yeah. casting out devils. Right. Amen. <clears throat> That's why you shouldn't watch the Hallmark Channel because it's satanic. But anyhow, <laughs> the, uh, the, we, we, uh, we must all guard against the, the, the interest in the occult. Many have done so. And they have gotten their 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 lives sidetracked. There was a group of, of well-to-do people, lawyers and rich people, and they got into that one time. And they got so much into it, uh, one of the families thought Satan was in one of their chandeliers, so they took it apart and they buried it all over different places so it wouldn't come together. And, uh, you know, you think about these people that have these Harvard these Harvard grads and everything, and they get into craziness like that. And they, uh, in all likelihood, they did not know Jesus. Right. 
But, uh, uh, and I've had people say, Preacher, would you come over to our new house and bless it and to keep Satan out? And so, you know, for a nominal fee, I'll do that. But anyhow, the uh, many, many <laughs> we don't want to get sidetracked. Let me say some things about, about this. Satan is real. Uh, and and uh, one, there's two sides. We can deny he exists, or we can we can uh, or we can have a an unhealthy uh, uh, um, uh, fascination with this evil, and we'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But he he does exist. He does not have the attributes of God. Right. He's a created being. He's not all-powerful. He's not all-knowing. Satan only knows, listen to this, Satan only knows what you reveal to him. He only, come, he only gets in your, in your, in your, up in your life if you open the door. And, and let me just say, we are no match for Satan. Jude, Jude 9. Jude 9 talks about the angel battling Satan for the body of Moses. Okay. Daniel 10.13. Daniel 10.13 tells about the Lord coming to Daniel, but he said he, he, he was fighting the prince of Persia. Okay. He's real. He's a prince of the power of the air. And so you don't, 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 Satan is not a cartoon character. He's not a guy in a red suit with a pitchfork. Somebody described Satan. He come, walks in the church with a suit and a Bible in his hand. Satan is for real. Satan is for real. And the demon possession is real. And those who are lost are prime targets. We need to understand that. The people in the world today are hurting because Satan is their father. John eight forty four says, "You are of your father the devil," and th- th- this this scripture passage tells us that Satan and his demons are real and can hurt a person, and hurt and, and they will hurt themselves over and over and over again. Matthew eight tells uh, there's three. It's in Luke and Mark and Matthew. Matthew eight says there's two of them, but Mark and Luke. Uh, focus on one person, and then we'll look at the one person today. He lived in the tombs and not at home. And uh, he was he was unkept. He was without clothes. They tried to bind him, and he broke the chains. That's pretty strong. And, but he was still chained by Satan. He was imprisoned by Satan. He was always running around night and day hurting himself. By the way, we are sinners, and we sin in our own on our own, and sometimes we give credit to Satan, but it's not his fault. The devil made me do it is not a good thing to say. The devil can't make you do anything you don't want to do. Amen? And, and, and I want us to look at this hurting man. I want to look at this this morning and challenge you because there are hurting. And by the way, uh, um. Charles, he he he's he was a policeman, and you can ask policemen. Hospitals, you you see people, and as a Christian, your spirit tells you there's something else going on here, yeah. Amen. and the occult is real, 
people do worship Satan. A preacher was on a plane one day, and the guy bowed his head to pray for his food. And he said, well, I didn't know you were going to ask the Lord to bless your food. He said, oh, no, I, I'm, I was asking Satan to bless my food. And so there are real people who really worship Satan. It's not, it's not the cartoons. You know, it's not the bewitched thing. It's not, it's not all this the craziness. It's for real. He is real. And we need to understand that. And I want to share it because there's hurt people out there hurting. I, I, let me just tell you something. I don't believe you can walk down the Capitol Hill these days and your, your spirit will not discern evil. I don't believe, I don't believe it. And you say, preacher, I, you know, I don't, you know, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's a radar. You need to understand that. You need to make your, your relationship with God right. You need to make sure the Holy Spirit is turned up full volume wherever you go. You as a Christian, you know you've been in places or you've been around people and you thought to yourself there was something not right. right. Satan's real. We have guardian angels. Amen? And they have demons. And, and it's not a figure of speech. It's biblical. It's for real. And so Jesus faces this man. I want you to notice, first of all, the confrontation in verses 1 through 11. The, there is, there, notice in verse 6, the, the man gives him reverence. Now, it wasn't the man that worshipped him, really. The, what, what spurred that was Satan knows who God is. Right. Satan knows who, that's where he came from. He was created. Make, make no mistake, and, and, I, and I shared this portion of Scripture some time ago, but when Jesus sent out the two-by-two, two, the 72-by-two, he told them, you're going to have power. And, and it, here's, here's the thing about that. Most people that sit in church like this and most people that hear a preacher preach the word of God, they don't understand the power, but Satan does. That's why he opposes. That's why he opposes the word of God. Uh, most people out in the world don't understand this, but when you go out to pass the gospel track out or share the gospel with somebody, Satan recognizes that. That's powerful, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth. And so it's power. God is powerful. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. So there's, a, there's, a, there's an opposed. Satan knows, and here he, he slides in, Brother Sam. And worships, he worshiped Jesus. Now, understand this, he's out there, the people aren't there yet. Do you understand that? They're, they're not out there with this guy. He's not the guy they invited to the birthday party or the, or, 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 or the, or the get-together, amen? Right. He was not the guy. When people saw him coming, they ran. Didn't have any clothes on, probably unshaven, smelled bad, foaming at the mouth, cutting himself, bleeding. I mean, the the, the, let me just say, we're going to have a little talk with this guy when we get to heaven. Amen. 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 And, and I want you to notice this. The, 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 the all kinds of people in their own way attempt to worship God and reverence God. And, 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 and let me tell you something. Satan, Satan was, was in control of him. And here he is worshiping. You need not to, uh, you need to, let me tell you something. There's a lot of, so-called worship going on in the world, but it's not for real. Let me, let me just say this. Recognition. There's recognition. In verse 7, the demons knew who Jesus was. Right. 
You see what it says there in verse 7? What's it say? And cried out with a loud voice, What do what do, do I have to do with thee? Who? Thou son of the who? Come on now. This, it comes out of this mouth. Can you imagine if somebody heard him say that? What's he? How's he know that? Well, it was the demons in him. The devil knows. The devil knows. And, and the demons who knew Jesus. And the, notice the request in verse 7. The request in verse 7. He, he says, I adjure thee that thou tormentest not. And, 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 and verse 10 says, hey, don't send us out of the country. We, we like it here. You know, God, Jesus could have sent them to the depths of that sea. He could have sent them to hell. He could have sent them anywhere he wanted. See? And so, so they knew they knew they were in trouble. When Jesus shows up, Satan is in trouble. You want Satan in trouble. You want Satan on the run. Amen. So bring Jesus in. Amen? Amen? And, and so, so, so there's the recognition, there's the request, and then there's the revealing. Look at verses 8 and 9. This is incredible to me, Frank. I just, I can't get over this. This is, this is a crazy thought. He says, he says there in verse 8, he asked him, verse 9, he says, what's thy name? And he says, my name is Legion, for we are many. Now, you, you don't understand that. It's, not, it's just not... That word legion refers to a Roman legion. 6,000 men plus... 120 horsemen plus specialists that the Roman army used for different things. I mean, 10 demons would be a lot. 6,000 plus. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You say, preacher, is that possible? Well, that's what the Bible says. And so, so there's, there's, there's the revealing, and, and, and we see this revealing here, and we understand, we understand here that, that, that this man <clears throat> came, and he worshipped, and, he, and the demons recognized Jesus. And they said, please don't do this. They knew they were in trouble. And, and, and how, how much Satan was in control of this man? No wonder Adolf Hitler had so many people killed. He was on track to be a priest. He was one of the biggest pests we ever had. Killed thousands, hundreds of thousands of Jews. It's not, it was not, it's not a hoax. It's for real. The Holocaust is for real. Antiochus Epiphanes killed a bunch of Jews. There's, there's no wonder, no wonder, and our dear sister over here was talking to us about the election in Nigeria. Wanted us to pray, but people... People, there's things that don't make the news that are going on around the around the world in third world countries where they're killing people. Mm-hmm. And those and 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 there was a, there was a genocide. I was watching a documentary about it, and the person said the one of the fellows that was a killer said this: "It was as if I was controlled and I didn't have control of myself, and just wow. killed person after person after person." Now. Other than me defending myself, 
I can't imagine even the thought of doing that to somebody. So there's got to be something in a person. Huh? Gaddafi was that kind of guy. The guy that was in Iraq. Saddam Insane. Yeah, I mean, it just is messed up. Messed up. People, people killing people. Demon possessed. And so, so they re- he's revealed. I want you to notice not only the, the co- confrontation, but notice the conquest. Look at verse 11. Now there was nigh in the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. The devil said, hey, send us into them. Now, by the way, you, a lot of people don't sense this and see this, but, but, but Jesus kills two birds with one stone, so to speak. In other words, they weren't supposed to be herding swine. They were supposed to be herding sheep. They're not supposed to be eating swine. That bacon's for us, amen? That's for us today, not them back then. But notice, notice, notice what it says there. He says, and the devils besought him, send us into the swine. And Jesus gave them leave. Said, okay. And they ran over those rocky cliffs. And they were dead. Floating. You see, you see, Jesus confronts evil. Jesus confronts evil. Amen. It's, it's great to sing about Jesus, but when Jesus shows up, he's going to confront evil. Amen. When something's not right. You understand? You ever had anybody come in your house? And one of your pictures was just kind of cockeyed. And they walked over and straightened it up. Because it aggravated them. They just got to have everything right. Well, let me tell you something. When Jesus shows up, he's going to confront evil. Amen. As a matter of fact, he's not going to hang around with evil there. He's going to do. And by the way, he confines evil. Don't ever think this world is out of control. I talk to guys all the time. They say, you know, when, we're, when we get raptured out of this, this place, the, trip, it, the world is going to be out of control. No, it's, it's going to go right along on God's schedule. The Bible talks about the tribulation. Why? Because it's God's plan. Amen. It's not out of control. God is sovereign. If something happened, God, God allows it for a reason. Now, sometimes we can't understand our reasons, because sometimes when things happen, people die, things are destroyed. But 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 there's a reason. I, you know, it's 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 terrible what's going on over in Turkey and Syria with the death and everything. But let me just say, Turkey and Syria oppose Israel. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get away with that. Right. You say, preacher, how can you say that? They oppose Israel. You're not going to get away with that. Amen. That's how Amen. I can say it. And the more we as Americans start opposing Israel, Katie bar the door. We're going to look, we're going to have to we're going to have more planes flying into buildings and things than you can shake a stick at. God's going to judge us one way or the other. Right. You can't. So so he 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 the conquest. And then number 3, the change. Notice the change in verse 15. The uh, first thing he does, he puts his clothes on. And then it says it, 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 look at look at look at what it says in, in verse fifteen. It says, "And see and see him that was was oppressed or possessed with the devil, and had the legion sitting clothed, and what in his right mind." In his right mind. 
Now I'm going to tell you something. People that 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 are possessed by the devil are out of control, out of their minds. Right. He was in his right mind. I mean, can you picture this? Can you picture this guy? I mean, I'm just thinking. He cut himself with rocks. Now, it's one thing to cut yourself with a knife. You know, I had this. I have this hunting knife that I bought, and it, it it's beyond sharp. I mean, it's one of those that you can lay on your hand and it starts cutting you. And I wasn't paying attention one night, and I'm just going about my business. I looked down the sink, and it's all red. And I said, uh-oh. And I'd cut myself. That's sort of a surgical cut, you know. But you take your take a shark. It, it takes a little effort. Are you with me? I mean, when he cut himself, I mean, it would rip his skin. I mean, this guy, this guy had to be bloodied. Dirty. But now he's sitting there and he's got some clothes on. Say, what kind of clothes he got? I don't know. But he was covered up. I get I get ill with people that say, well, preacher, this is what you ought to wear. I don't care what piece of clothing you wear. Just do it the Bible way. Amen. Cover yourself up. Don't get quiet on me. Amen. Cover yourself up. He covered himself. And da Danny was in his right mind. He was thinking right for the first time. He wasn't thinking about running in the tombs. He wasn't thinking about cutting himself. He wasn't thinking about screaming. He was in his right mind. He was at the feet of Jesus. He was in his right mind and at the feet of Jesus. Now, I want you to notice not only the confrontation or the conquest or the change, but notice the coldness. Notice what it says there in verse 15. And they were what? Look, look at verse 15, the last part. It says, and they were what? They were afraid. Why were they afraid? I mean, I'm thinking, Brother Tim, this guy's okay now. He's not screaming and running himself. They don't need. He's in his right mind. He's got clothes on, and they're afraid of that. But isn't that the way we are in this world today? People are afraid. They're afraid to talk about God. Oh, we can't talk about God. We can talk about the Muslims, or we can talk about this, or we can talk about that, but we can't talk about God. Wow. Amen. Come on now. That's that's where we live. We, we we don't we don't we don't, that, that, we don't want to talk about God. This has been going on for a long time. When the promise breakers came in, they called them the promise keepers. The pro, they are the promise breakers. bunch of bunch of weasels. Said if you believe that that there's only one way to heaven, then you're discriminating. That's what they said in their manual. I bought it. I read it. You know, there's a lot of guys that listen to other people say things about, I get the, I get the stuff. Right. You start talking to me about Muslims, I can look it up in their Quran because I, I got one at home. Now, let me, let me just say something, folks. We should never be afraid when God does something in the life of people. We should rejoice. Amen. They were afraid. They were afraid. And, and notice, notice the coldness. And, 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 ver and they were offended. They were offended. In verse 17, 
they began to pray him, depart out of the coast. You say, why? Well, you, you got rid of our pigs. No more barbecue. What are we going to do? We were going to have us a pig picking. You took it. And, and they, were, they wanted him out. Let me just say something. Let me just say something. This guy was not the only one that needed Jesus in that place. This guy was not the only one that, that, that had, there were probably some people that had some demons. They want him out of there. Let me just tell you something. We live in a country where people want him out of there. Yes. They do. The coldness. And notice in verse 18 through 20, the commitment. Uh, this, this boggles my mind. In verse 18, it says this. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with, I like that, had been. You ought to underline that, had been, and no more possessed with Amen. the devil, prayed him that he might be with him. He, want, he wanted, can you imagine that if he followed along with those disciples? He'd have given Peter a run for his money. Amen? Amen. Huh? He wanted to hang out with him. You know, when you get saved, you want to hang out with Jesus. You want to follow him. Amen? And this, this, fella, this fella was committed to Jesus. I mean, just like that. Just like that. He was committed to Jesus. Well, preacher, he hadn't been saved for long. He, give him some time, he won't be as committed. Well, that's not the way the Bible designs the Christian life. That's not the way we should walk in him. We should be committed to Jesus all the time. Throughout our lives. You remember the day you were saved? How happy you were? You shouldn't lose that happy. Amen? And so, so he says, I want to go with you. And, and, and notice, notice, notice what, notice what verse 19, he, he gives him, he gives him a, a, a ruling. He says, he says, listen, uh, you, can't, you can't go with me. Go home and tell your friends and tell them how great things God has done for thee. Tell them what God's done for you. And notice his response in verse 20. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis. Now, Decapolis is some miles southeast. That's several cities together. How great things Jesus had done for him. You imagine him walking down the street, people looking at him and go, weren't you the guy that was out yonder running out there streaking? I had to say, don't look, Ethel, you know. <laughs> what happened to you? Well, since you asked, let me tell you. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have to draw a crowd. He just needed to walk through, through, through the streets, and they knew who he was. And I guarantee you, the news got back. Hey, we lost all our pigs because the devil came out of that guy. Well, that guy's more important than all the pigs in the world. Amen? Amen? You say, preacher, what's, what's the story here? What's the story for us? Well, this is a, this is a, this is a familiar story. Amen? We, we know this story. We've heard this over and over again. The maniac of Gadara. This guy and his breaking the chains and running out there screaming, cutting himself with rocks, not a stitch of clothes on.
when you got saved. You say, what are you saying? What the Bible's teaching, I think the thing for us to understand is people are out there and Satan is tearing them apart. And Satan is in them. And we must get them to Jesus. We must get them to Jesus. If we're any kind of Christian, the Spirit of God is active in our lives, and we can discern when our spirit recognizes an evil spirit in other people. If you're here and that's not true in your life, then the Holy Spirit is not active. He's not turned on the way he should be. He's not filling you. There's something in your life that needs to change. That's when Jesus, we bring Jesus in the conversation, and, 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 and when Jesus comes into the place, he can change things. Satan is alive and active and well, and his demons are possessing those who allow him. It's happening. When you hear the things on the news of killings and things that are happening crazy, it's, it's not psychological. It's not, because, it's not because of this or because of that. It's because Satan has filled them. Amen. They know who Jesus is and they're afraid of him. James 2.19 says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well, the devils also believe and tremble. Maybe you're here and you're a Christian, but Satan is in your life. You've opened the door like Peter when Jesus said, Get thee behind me, Satan. You say, Not me. So you're either going God's way or Satan's way. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not it's not it's not as as the world has we've let the world teach us that there's gray areas. Oh preacher, you know there's gray areas. I say maybe between your ears. But there's no gray area. I talk to preachers a lot of times. They will talk about something that God says for us to do as pastors, as our church to follow, and they'll say, well, this is the way we do it. Well, you do church this way. You do it this way. You don't do it some other way. And here's what Christians say. Well, you know, preacher... I'm, 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 uh, no, it's not one foot out and one foot in. It's not, you know what Jesus said at church at Laodicea? You make me sick because you're lukewarm. Now, you're, you're either, you're either following the Savior or you're following Satan. You say, well, preacher, I'm saved. I can't be. Yes, you can. He said, he said, get thee behind me, Satan, to Peter. Satan wants you to be a hit and miss Christian. He doesn't want you to be all in. He doesn't want you to be following him completely. Well, preacher, I'm doing good things. Good things may not be the best things. Well, preacher, I have this and I have that. Does God have this and God have that? Well, preacher, I, I don't, I don't see how. Let, let me just say, let me tell you, say your your spiritual sight is going to be cleared up. Your spiritual sight is going to be cleared up when you get into the Bible and listen to what it says. Listen to what it says. Hey, 
I want to be the Christian that's right with God, following Jesus, so I can help somebody in this situation. It scares me to death to have to deal with that kind of situation because I'm no match for Satan. Don't you ever go around like you're somebody and you can handle it. You cannot handle it. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus shed on Calvary, Jesus Christ, the risen Savior, is the only match for Satan. His days are numbered, but he's free and he's active and he's hurting people. He's hurting people. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. No one looking around. You say, preacher, if I die today, I know for sure I'd go to heaven. Christ is my Savior. Heaven is my home. Would you slip your hand up? God bless you. Hands all over. So I'm speaking to Christians. Where are you today? Are you following Jesus? Or are you following Satan? It's an either or. I have to decide that. I have to make sure that's right. My, comp- my spiritual compass is in the right direction every day. My measure is the Word of God. My guide is the Holy Spirit. My Savior's praying for me and making intercession for me in heaven because He loves me. Until He comes back, I need to follow Him. And I pray that if there's something in your life that it'll change today. No, the second thing is this. Do you know somebody in this situation? Well, preacher, I hadn't thought about it. Well, evaluate it. Are they following Satan? Are they following Satan? It doesn't have to be somebody that's in an occult. It can be anybody. They're hurting, and they need Jesus. And we've got to get them to Jesus. Father, bless the invitation and work in our hearts in Jesus' name. Let's stand with heads bowed and eyes closed. If God spoke to you as the invitation is played, if God spoke to you, come, get along with him. Is there something in your life that needs a change? Are there people out there that you know that need Jesus? God is almighty. God is all-powerful. God loves you. And he wants the best for you. And he wants you to be able to help these people. Really, what should have happened with this guy is some people that knew Jesus should have been out there loving on him and encouraging him, taking him in. Maybe we get to heaven and talk to him and he was one of the first pastors down in that area. I don't know.
Amen. 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 Thank the Lord for working in our hearts today through His Word. Let's be seated. we got some people we want to pray for. Brother Tim. Tiny Tim, come on up here. Still morning. Let's continue to pray for all of our brave families. Um, let's pray uh, for the Barnes family, for Sister Faye's cousin Henry, who Jesus the Lord and recently had hands in Jesus the Lord. Be praying for their family. Let's pray for the continue to pray for the Clinton family uh, in the passing of Caleb. My 20-year-old son of Bruce, the missionary to Guam, who drowned, and Bruce is in the hospital. You know, I, these folks, we just went to the beach to, you know, to, to swim in the ocean, and, you know, it just it turned bad quickly. So be be praying, praying for that family. The riptide. Yeah. Riptide, yeah, he was called, they were caught in a riptide. Continue to pray for uh, uh, Brother Ian's family, the Prasad family, in his yeah. passing, and be lifting him up in prayer. Continue with our unspoken requests, uh, Sister Nora, Sister Nita, Sister Bella, Sister Bethany, uh, Kathy's uh, daughter Kaylee, Sister Sharita, Brother Cornelius, Brother and Miss Mortley, Sister Denise, Brother and Miss Keys, Brother Frank, uh, Sister Abbott, and Brother and Miss Deerston, and uh, Sister Mona, and Sister Ori and Sister Sarika. So we lift them up in prayer with the unspoken requests. Uh, pray for Amy White, who is traveling to Florida because her brother is dying. And we've been praying for him for his um, illness. Be, be lifting her up in prayer for travel and mercies mm -hmm. as she goes down there and, and God's comfort and protection on her. Pray for, um, pray for my wife's client, client's granddaughter who, who's in need of prayer. Be lifting her up in prayer. And pray for um, as, uh, the Osmonds. Pray for uh, Grandma. Pray for her health. And she's struggling with the loss of her sister. Pray for her strength and, and uh, as she takes care of her daughter. She's, uh, she's watching over Mona. And, uh, that's, yeah, Mother's Instinct. Amen. So be, be praying for her as she takes care of her daughter. Pray for uh, pray for Miss Mona as uh, she recovers from her uh, broken kneecap. And uh, you know, it's it's taking it's gonna take a while for her to to uh, get through this. But be praying for her and uh, just pray for her as she she's with all the work when she's not at work, I was kidding with her the other day. I said something to her coworker. I said uh, I said, Is, did you have school today? She goes, yeah. I said, you mean the doors were open and Mona wasn't there? <laughs> she was like, wow. So be praying for her because nobody covers the work when she's not there and it all piles up. So um, she's going to have a lot on her. So be praying for her. Pray for this young fellow that got saved Wednesday night, James Hunter. Amen. He got saved the last night of the wellness conference. And uh, pray he keeps coming with the teens and grows in the Lord. So be lifting him up in prayer. Uh, pray for pastor's uh, health 
and his wisdom preparation and so, uh, sermons and podcasts and plans for growing the ministry. Pray for his mom and dad's health. He lifted him up in prayer. Pray for his brother Mike. It was good to see him the other night. He came, uh, I think it was Tuesday night. Is that right? Tuesday night. He made it a point to say he was your younger brother. <laughs> he always does. Yeah. He's a mess. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Pray for uh, his sister Kim, uh, who has cancer. Pray she has two more chemo treatments. And pray for uh, uh, Cindy Hall's friend's sister. Is, is, is it Cindy Hall's sister? A friend of her sister, Nikki Lee, who's 51 years old and has terminal cancer. So be lifting her up in prayer that God would heal her. Uh, pray for, uh, as Pastor mentioned earlier, Brother Steve, whose um, mom went to be with the Lord. Praise the Lord that uh, God preserved her uh, until he was able to get back here. And yeah. and not say goodbye to his mom, but to say hasta la vista until later. Amen. So he'll see her again. She just changed addresses. Amen. So praise the Lord that he was here. Just pray, pray for God's comfort on him and his family and wisdom. Uh, continue to pray for our missions commitments, folks that have made um, missionary commitments, mission commitments, that uh, we'll be faithful to those. Pray for our nation, our nation's leader, and uh, for those on Capitol Hill, as Pastor was saying earlier, <laughs> the evil influence down there. Pray for uh, souls to be saved down there, and uh, the ones that are saved to stand up and make a stand for the Lord. Pray for our church, church family, and pray for each other. Pray for our bus ministry our Master Club teens and teachers, teaching them. By the way, are we having a Master Club meeting this afternoon right after the service? So we're having anybody in Master Club right after the service, any teachers. Uh, pray for um, our Sunday school uh, and our uh, folks that are recently saved, church uh, folks that witnessed to their one, our discipleship program and our next outreach on Sunday, next, uh, May 5th, May 5th at 3.30. Uh, and pray for uh, uh, that. Yeah, three thirty in the afternoon. We're going to be here. Ben Burke's uh, Bridges Ministry uh, Sunday the twenty sixth. Um, what what is that? Ben Burke's Ministry. Yeah, outreach. Outreach. Okay. It's a it's a it's, a, uh, it's an addiction. Okay. Amen. Pray for them. Uh, and pray for uh, pray for the uh, sister Nora was looking for a request for the elections in, in Nigeria uh, this week. And if one of the candidates win, it'll probably be the wrong one. If he wins, there'll probably be a civil war. And her dad's still over there, so be praying that God would intervene there and and would would uh, that they that the right person would get in there that they would that he he uh, prevent bloodshed, innocent bloodshed. Uh, and with that, are there any additions or, or uh, updates on the requests? Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. Laverne Franklin. Okay. Be praying about that. Wow. Sorry to hear that. Anybody else have anything? No? Okay. Brother Morley, would you like to stand and pray for us, please? Yeah, if I need a prayer, pray for uh, 
everybody want to sing happy birthday to somebody because they're having a uh, birthday this week. Am I having a birthday this week? <laughs> I quit having them. I don't know. You keep on, but. Snoopy. I can't lead like Chris can, so everybody just have mercy on me. Birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear pastor. Happy birthday to you. That wasn't bad. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. We got you some antlers. Antlers to put on. Okay. Okay. You want me to open that? Oh, Bass Pro Shop. Well, you guys, you are spiritual. I don't know. I don't know. Bass Pro Shops. I mean, I'm telling you what. Yes. Thank you very much. You all are really spiritual people. Let me see what it is. Do you know what it is? Oh, Bruce Chris Steakhouse. Is that what's in the mail? The cards in the mail? That's like the. It's like the guy went to the zoo with his uh, checklist of a Vakian friend, and all of a sudden he disappeared and the zookeeper came up he said I saw two of you come in here he said well the check's in the mail the bear ate him you know he's in the mail you get that about 12 o'clock tonight so let me mention something to you this past week on Twitter there were a couple people and a Christian Senator Fetterman from Philadelphia not just not just what the kind of senator that we would elect. Um, but he went in the hospital. And people were just saying things. And um, I put on Twitter, I said, look, we need to take the high road and pray for him. Exactly. And um, with that same spirit, there's been a lot of talk about um, these folks in Kentucky at the Asbury College or whatever, some kind of revival going on. And a pastor, uh, evangelist friend of mine actually went there to check things out. And um, we should never judge anybody's inclination toward God. Whether we agree with how, when, who, you never know what God can do for somebody that is reaching out to him. Now, there are a lot of people making fun. There are a lot of people saying, well, they are not the same way we are. Well, that doesn't matter. You understand what I'm saying? That's a scourge on Christians. For us to pick at people and say, well, they don't do it exactly the way we do in that. When people are doing their best to worship God, 
the best way they know how. Listen, he he was in the line just to see what was going on. There were people from New York, Connecticut, of all denominations, and they they said we're just we just need to seek God. And that's an indication to us usins up here that people are seeking for God. Amen. People are seeking for God. Now I am not going to try to manipulate something here to duplicate that and nor am I going to put anything out there to be to to demean them. It is what it is. And the best thing we can do is pray for them. You never know what God can do. What's that song? It only takes a spark to get a fire going. And so I, 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 would, I would urge you as, as, as members of Faith Independent Baptist Church, let's take the high road. Amen? Let's just, I, you know, there are independent Baptist churches that don't do it the same way we do it. All right? That's, that's up to them. When I was sitting here with Brother Monty talking to him about stuff, I, I, you know, he did things. You know what he asked me? He said, how do you get these people so sweet and so attentive? I said, well, you're going to have to buy the book. But he was trying to figure out you people. He said, how does this happen? I said, I don't know. I don't know. It's just that way. And, um, you know, we, we talk about we go back and forth and talk about what he does up at his church and we hear we do this and everything. That's the way you get. But we're a local church. We're one family here. Amen? Amen. And listen, don't find yourself picking at people. When you see somebody, something like that, just pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's stand to be dismissed in prayer. Thank you all for this. I was all depressed and had anxiety and you gave me a card today. Amen. Chris, thank you for sharing that testimony in Sunday school. That's good. I don't know. I don't know if y'all want to do this, but you might. Y'all might want to get some cards or something. And and uh, I, I'm jealous. I didn't. I want one of those for my birthday. Um. Maybe write write some notes to Brother Monty. Encourage what you learned. Why don't you think about that? Maybe we'll get some. Maybe we'll get some note, note, note cards and we'll put them all together and mail them to him, okay? Amen? But uh, let's pray. Now, also, uh, Miss Anita is trying to get to Denver. And so if you see her on the highway with her thumb, no, not, I'm, she's trying to get to Denver uh, to see her sister. And also, um, she doesn't, her sister told her she doesn't know if a lot of her kids are saved. And so she wants to go out there to see her sister, but she really wants to go out there also to try to witness to them. And so uh, this is a big thing for her to go. Amen? So let's pray that God supplies and gets her. We're going to try to connect her with some people out there and, uh, and uh, get her help out there, and we'll pray that the Lord works that out. Amen? Amen? Let's close in prayer. Brother Tim, close for us.